Hey there, this is Own Your Unique Words, a podcast for gutsy authors who want to level up their fiction and increase their sales. I'm Janina Polito, multi-published best-selling author, wordtastic editor, fearless marketing strategist, and CEO of Uncommon Universes Press. In other words, I do all of the things, and I want to pass on that joy to you with proven tricks to grow your fiction business without burning out. Remember, every time you subscribe, an otter gets a skateboard. And the world definitely needs more otters with skateboards. Enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 14 of Own Your Unique Words with Janina Polito. And if you're joining me for the first time, Woot! I am so psyched to have you here. If you are a Pete listener, I am super psyched to have you back. And I always appreciate ratings and reviews wherever you are listening to this. So if you're on Apple, iTunes podcast thing, or you're on Spotify or whatever, ratings and reviews are awesome. And yep, I would appreciate those. But of course, they're never required. Now, quick personal update on me is I am in the trenches still with wishing against the house, but it is going well and all the pieces are flowing together well. So that's pretty fantastic and I'm pretty excited about that. And actually the following episode, which is a special guest interview with a short fiction extraordinaire, Laura Vanon Darkbaugh, inspired me to have a fresh look at one of my other side projects, which is a quick short anthology release that I'm going to do Um, in honor of my steampunk fantasy series. And one of the short stories was really kind of bothering me. And I think I was taking it a bit too seriously, actually. And that might have been the problem with it. Um, And I was, you know, just trying to be a bit too like nitpicky about it and stuff like that. And one of the things that Laura and I talk about is the need to treat a short story a little less preciously, you know, because the thing is, if you write a bad short story, that's only 2000 words you're out and that's okay. You can write another one. So I found that very personally inspiring, and um, I can't wait for you to hear all of our amazing interviews, so please keep listening. And today we have a special guest, Laura Van Arendt-Dockbaugh, also known colloquially as Laura Vab. Thanks for being here, Laura. Hey, I am delighted to be here. <laughs> well, I'm glad to have you here finally. Finally worked with both of our schedules, even though you're having a week of doom. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because those happen, you just kind of have to live through them anyway. We call that material for writing angsty doom later. (laughs) Yes. Oh, you have no idea how much I just (laughs) messed up a character's life after the week I had a couple weeks ago. I just sat down and said, you know what? She's enough hasn't happened to her to make her freak out. So we're going to make this worse. (laughs) Oh, man. Yes. Yes. To tell you more about Laura, Laura was born at a very early age and never looked back. She overcame her childhood deficiencies of having been born without teeth and unable to walk. And by the time she matured into a recognizable adult, she had become a behavior analyst, an internationally recognized and award-winning animal trainer, a costumer cosplayer, a chocolate addict, and of course, a writer. Laura writes fantasy in a variety of subgenres as well as nonfiction in the art and science of behavior and training. Her fiction work has earned numerous accolades, including the Rum Award for Best Fantasy, a semi-finalist spot in SPFBO's Best Fantasy, and praise from Publishers Weekly. And she recently won the Realm Award for Best Short Story for Er... How do you say that? Oh, it, it's Welsh, so my closest approximation is Ereri. There we go. It is spelled <laughs> E-R-Y-R-I, if you want to type that into Google. 
uh, published by Tai Chi or Tichi or something books. Taiki. Taiki. See, I didn't get it. <laughs> and her story, White Christmas, that's white, not right, not white. <laughs> that's W-I-G-H-T, because you can't appreciate that. W-I-G-H-T Christmas won Best Short Story Audio Drama recorded by Kristen L. Norman and Nathan James Norman, which means Laura is a great person for our topic today, which is short fiction. That is, short stories, novelettes, novellas, basically anything that's shorter than a quote-unquote real book, which is subjective, but we are going to roll with this anyway. Despite the fact that all of this topic sounds like it would have been better in print, where we didn't have to say any of these words out loud. <laughs> this yes. is part of the fun. <laughs> there, there will be a transcript. It'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so. totally. Eventually, somewhere. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. So first things first, Laura, it's time for some math. You ready for math? I, I, I did not get a warning about math. I need my... <laughs> I do my emotional support chocolate here. Okay. All right. Hit How me. much, ready? How much short fiction, so novellas, novelettes, short stories, and flash fiction, have you written approximately? I don't know. Um, I, I think we could safely measure that in a unit of dozen, but I don't know okay. how many units of dozen that might be. Yeah. So I don't think I've broken three digits. I don't, I don't think okay. I've broken three digits. Which means but, you've written any between anywhere between twelve and ninety nine, <laughs> right? I'm gonna I, I'm gonna <laughs> guess in if we're talking published work, um, mm -hmm. I'm gonna guess maybe mid thirties. I don't know. Um, that's well, well, yeah, we can go with that. Okay. And then across what genres have you written? So my short fiction is almost mm -hmm. entirely fantasy with a few outliers. Uh, so I will have you know some. Uh, epic. Or, no, it's really hard to do epic fantasy. I guess at that point it would probably be high high fantasy, maybe, and urban fantasy. Definitely, I have a, I have a number of urban shorts, uh, mm -hmm. and I have some mystery or literary, and you know, some non spec outliers too. But but the bulk of them are going to lie somewhere in the spec fic range. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I do find that like urban fantasy is easy to do in um, a short story because you basically can steal from existing places and then put stuff in it. Oh my gosh, it's so easy because you don't have to invent like a second world and a third world. And, and you just say, I walk down the street and people are like, I know what a street is. It's great. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So what inspires your stories? Like, do you have a particular purpose in mind? Did you just wake up and say, huh, that's weird. Or did someone kind of say, Laura, I need you to do this. You have no time, but please do it for me. Okay, so actually that last one definitely has happened. Um, <laughs> which, um, I, 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 and actually this, this is something that I would say, you know, to, to writers is just always, what's, what's, the, what's the Seneca quote about um, luck is preparation meets opportunity, right? So mm -hmm. let me just start with the bunny trail, sorry. Uh, but, Go ahead. but I had an editor contact me and say, you know, we have an anthology. It has a fixed number of stories that, you know, it has to be this exact number of stories we just had an author drop out and we print in two weeks. Can you give me a story? And I was on vacation in Europe at the time. So of course I said, yes. And <laughs> then I sent her a story and it's published and it, I, I got to stay in that anthology series because I had taken that spot. And so, yeah, you're just, yeah, there's always be prepared and, um, and, mm -hmm. and to be able to, to, yes, uh, you can, can produce on demand. Anyway. Um, <laughs> 
Where where was the original question? I'm sorry. What oh what inspires this? Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, I just walk around and look for things that look fun. So, you know, for the, you know, if we were talking about urban fantasy short stories, you know, I live near a town which has been, it's been swallowed up now by our largest city, but it still was a, you know, a small town at one point with a crazy amount of cool history to it. Um, you know, everything from, I mean, it's lots and lots of ghost stories. Don, John Dillinger was there. H.H. H. Holmes was there. There were KKK murders there. Like it's a ridiculously <laughs> wow. sweet little town <laughs> with a truckload of macabre history. So I have an urban fantasy series set there because I don't have to do any work. <laughs> it's, all, <laughs> it's all in there for me. Um, so, you know, just a lot of walking around with your eyes open and you can find things that just really want to be pulled out and talked about again. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and that can be a really great thing, especially for short fiction, because you don't want to like have too much for your plot because you're trying not to write a two hundred thousand word book. Right. And that's why short fiction is really good for me, because <laughs> my natural form <laughs> is epic fantasy. And so short fiction makes me tighten down. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That actually ties us really nicely into the next question, which is um, related to uses for short fiction. It can be great for getting a story idea out quickly if you don't have time to invest in a long story, like you just said. It's like, oh, I have to write this, but I cannot take on another project. People talk about doing them for email newsletter magnets as well, you know, Mm -hmm. toss it out there and inspire people to sign up. What are some of your recommendations for how to use short fiction or how to kind of make it work for you? Like, like make sure I'm understanding the question correctly. Like, what can I do with this piece once I've written it? Or how do I best write it? How am I going to use it once I've written it? I'm kind of a, I'm a very result-driven person myself. So when people are like going into writing a short story, where can they use that? What can they do with that thing? So something that I do a lot, and I just heard like this week from another reader uh, who said that, you know, he reads anthologies to discover new authors. And Mm -hmm. I've had a number of people tell me that they found me and started buying my books because they were seeing me in anthologies and liked my short work. Uh, So I think that's one of the huge advantages of working in short fiction is I don't have to convince people to take a chance on a full novel with me. They're going to pick up something that's, you know, like this lovely little sampler pack, pick out the things they like from it and pursue those. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would strongly recommend looking for some anthologies to place stories in just as a way of being discovered by new readers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it can be a great way to, again, tease out your stories in that. So if there's any way you can write a short piece of fiction based out of a longer book, mm-hmm. that's always fun because then they want yeah. those characters anyway. Right. Yeah. And um, and I do a lot with, and I don't know if this is smart or not. This is not a career advice. This is a self-report and make your own calls. <laughs> but I do a lot of short stories that are related. So you might see my Robin Archer urban fantasy stories, you know, appear in a number of different anthologies or, you know, as standalones on my website or as an audiobook or, uh, you know, appearing over, you know, this other thing going on and, you know, whatever. And like, so the, you can hunt down all of those separately, but then you start realizing, wait, these are all the same series. It's just not marketed <laughs> as a series. Uh, and I have one of those um, from Taiki books as well. Um, it's a series of the four elements uh, anthologies. That's actually what Ereri was from was, um, it was the uh, In the Air anthology Mm -hmm. and the water anthology actually comes out today. Um, And so each of those four elements, I have four standalone stories, but if you read them together, you realize they're all connected. 
And ah. so that's just, it's, it's a little bit of an Easter egg for people who are reading all of them. Uh, but also, you know, it's, it's, it get lets, lets people feel like they're in on something and mm-hmm. it also gives them reason to pick up the next book. And then they want to come and find out what else is going on with me mm-hmm. and you know, that kind of thing. So. Which this also makes your anthology editor like you because you help them get anthology read through and it makes your fellow anthology authors like you because you help them get read through. Yes. Yes. And we all like read through. (laughs) We, we love read through read through is the best. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. Now, what are some things that authors can learn from writing short fiction? You mentioned tightening things up and I actually recommended to one of my clients who they wanted to learn how to like, you know, level up their storytelling craft more quickly. And I said, well, you need to study short stories and work on writing short stories because you mm-hmm. can learn different elements more quickly in a short story because it's over faster. Even if you're writing yes. like a 15K thing, you can still pick out an idea, but then it's still done in 15K and you can try out things and practice much more easily in short fiction. So what are some things that you think authors can learn from writing short fiction? Uh, everything you just said, like, um, that is, yeah. that is, that is so true because, um, even if I'm really slow at short fiction, I can still get so many more of those done in the time that it would take me to write a novel. And the, the math mm-hmm. does not, it's not an exact equation. I can't spend, well, if I spend X amount of time writing a 5,000 word short story, then I will spend X times seven time trying to write. No, that's not how the math works. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like you can't have nine women have a baby in one month. Okay. It just doesn't work. So <laughs> the same thing is true for your shorts. You're going to be able to, Hey, you, you, you said you wanted math here. This is, this is the best. I, I, I love that visual <laughs> image there, Laura. You just keep rolling with this. Right. So, um, yeah, anyway, uh, you, you can get a lot more practice in by doing, you know, half dozen short stories than, you know, doing one novel, uh, because you're going to be able to work faster. You're going to be able to practice. I have six openings. I have six climaxes. I have six resolutions instead of, I spent a long time rewriting one resolution. And so I think they're just really good for making you actually focus on your structure and, you know, Mm -hmm. definitely good for, if you maybe have a lot of words in, your fiction and prose normally, I'm just speaking mm-hmm. for a friend here, but, and then they say, well, <laughs> your, your word count is 2000 words. And I'm like, but that's my opening paragraph. Um, <laughs> so short, short fiction is really good for forcing you to tighten that down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, it helps you to learn what you can do as well, mm-hmm. like the craft part of it. Again, there's, I know there's the creative part, which means sometimes your brain just stops because life sucks or things are hard or you're going through a difficult emotional thing. And that's legit. But the craft part, you know, you can write short fiction, at least get something down easier. I think when you're in a not great frame of mind, because it's just less work to do. Like even if it's really bad, you can get to the end faster. And at least you have a very bad finished piece of fiction. Okay, so I'm going to tell you a story. I hope this is okay mm-hmm. to tell. I think it's okay. Go um, I was was going to submit a story for an anthology, and um, it was not particularly requested. The editor had not asked me to do this. It was an open call, uh, but the editor knew I was going to submit. Now, the stories were all going in. I need to make this very clear. The stories were all going in as blind submissions. So the editor okay. does not know whose is whose when she's reading. Um, and I'll, at that time, I was going through uh, some health issues and basically the mm-hmm. short version is my, my thyroid was out of whack. And if you know how thyroids affect brains, 
They mm-hmm. do a lot. And I was thinking through oatmeal at all times. <laughs> and, so, um, and this editor uh, had seen on my social media, because we're all in the writing community, right, that, that I was really mm-hmm. struggling with some things. And she's like, you know, hey, do, do you, I know you wanted to submit for this, you know, do you need some extra time? Or how does this work or everything? I said, no, no, no. I said, I'll, I'll have it in. It'll be fine. Um, you know, read it blind, all the straight things, which you know, not like she wasn't going to read that blind. I don't want to imply that in any way. But um, mm-hmm. anyway, so I was a hot mess. I couldn't spell my name. It was, everything was horrible. And I just said, I'm just going to sit down. I'm just going to keep my fingers moving. It does not matter what comes out. I'm just going to keep my fingers moving. And mm-hmm. I, cause it's, it's just this amount of time to get through, produced a story, edited it, sent it. One of those, that was the, what won one of the realm awards, uh, this, really? this month ago. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and if that sounds like, wow, I'm amazing. I could produce, no, that's not where I was going with this. What I was going with this is you can just press through and get something that now I've got a lump of clay to work with. Right. Mm -hmm, And I can mm -hmm. do that because it's a short story. So I only have to puke out so many words um, (laughs) much, much easier than I can just, you know, just slog and keep slogging through a novel. I do think that's a good thing to say because yes, you know, when you're going through difficult times, you need to give yourself breathers and breaks. That's a thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. So no one is, we're not holding anything sharp or threatening to you, um, epic authors and saying you like must do this right now, or we're telling you what to do. This is not the place to come if you're going to get bossed around all the time. However, sometimes just pushing through a bid according to what works for you can produce things that you don't even really expect to see or happen. And that can be really cool and go really interesting places. So with the understanding that you're pushing yourself according to what makes sense for you, not according to make sense for anyone else. And if it doesn't work for you, that's okay. It can be a good practice and you never know where things could go. And I'm just going to add to that, that my goal with that was to puke up words. There was no Mm -hmm. standard on what those words had to be. Okay. So I knew there was a very good chance I was going to end up with very ugly words. I just wanted to add, because you, as you're correct, you're totally right in that, you know, okay. If sometimes, uh, you know, stuff is rough and we're not going to do our best work like by any means. Um, <laughs> but I, I think sometimes we set ourselves up for more failure than we necessarily should, because we're like, well, if I can't make the best work, then I'm not going to make the work. No, mm-hmm. I just want to puke some words. I'll deal with them later. You know, if, mm-hmm. if, if they're, if I've got something to work with. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a big, big fan of, you know, set the bar wherever it needs to be. And sometimes that bar is today, I need to go watch a comfort movie. And sometimes that bar is, I'm just going to type until my screen is full and I'll see what it looks like tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely knowing the difference between those, those things, which is why I'm always saying own your unique words, take that responsibility and know what you need to do. Now, the fun part, of course, what are some difficulties or challenges of writing short fiction? You've already like answered this in previous questions, but you can kind of do a summary or something here. Yeah. So for some of us, short fiction is short and that's the problem. (laughs) But but, um, I think you don't have room to be sloppy in short fiction. Mm -hmm. You know, if I've got, you know, 150,000 word novel, I really shouldn't have any filler, but there's going to be a few sentences that get by, or I can take a while to get to this characterization or whatever. And is that ideal? No. Is it possible? Mm -hmm. Yes. If I got (laughs) 2000 words, I don't have room for any of that. Everything needs to be better, which is 
why it's really good for me. <laughs> <laughs> and and one of the things that really helps you with that can be a really weird thing to work with is that in longer form fiction, show don't tell is mm-hmm. like a thing. And we get that's a thing. And of course you have more space to show and you still have to figure out when you need to show and when you need to tell because you should be doing both. Mm-hmm. But you can you know really focus on the showy stuff. The shorter your fiction gets, the more that you need to be very good at telling Yes. And you have to actually work on the craft of telling, which I don't think enough people work on with this, is the craft of telling well and narrating well and summarizing well. And then you have to figure out precisely where you have to show just the right things. And that that definitely will work some of your craft skills there. Yeah. And and it's so good for voice because, Mm -hmm. like you say, I have to tell because I don't Mm -hmm. have room to, you know, go on a discovery tour. But if I just tell you, great, that's super boring. Okay. But if it's, (laughs) if it's really good character voice, um, Mm -hmm. then the telling is the story. Right. And, um, and so what you said, I'm I'm just repeating at this point. (laughs) Well, it's good to also get the affirmation because you have written more short stories than I have. And so I do respect you for your ability to do that. And I mean, you've won awards. Look at that. (laughs) Shiny, shiny. Yes. Shiny. All right. So what are some tips for helping authors write short fiction without burning out? So what are some ways they can approach it or some ways that they can kind of do it for the fun or things that you're like, okay, don't, you know, get this in your head this way. Yeah. I think just get it done and then either do something with it or move on to the next project. There's a very strong temptation to rewrite things to death and I am in no way suggesting that editing and revision is not important. That is not what I said. But um, <laughs> one of the advantages of short stories is you can do it and move on and then do it mm-hmm. and move on because you're completing a project each time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're spending six or eight months to write a thousand words, 1500 words, uh, you're, you're probably overthinking this. Okay. <laughs> um, and, you know, just get those words down. And then choose, Mm -hmm. do I want to go back and revise those? Do I want to write the next story? Either way, you have already benefited. Either way, you Mm -hmm. have already done the practice. You have already leveled up. Good job. Now you can choose where to go next. And so, yeah, you can approach it like a practice exercise and like take some of the, you know, stress off yourself like that. Okay. If I I write, yeah, (laughs) sorry, if I, if I write 150,000 words, I, there's, there's this sunk cost thing that I have to do something with it now. Right. Uh And if I write, you know, a short story, I can't tell you how many short stories I have written that will never see the light (laughs) outside of my hard drive. I'm glad Mm -hmm. I wrote them. Okay. They were good for me. They helped me. That doesn't mean that they're the best and everybody else needs to see them, but I'm glad I did them. And I, because it's a short story, I don't feel like, well, I've thrown away four years of my life if I don't, you know, actually publish this. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're much easier mentally for me to, to use as practice pieces. Mm-hmm. So one of the big things is, is just, you know, to lighten up a bit and also don't be afraid to be a little more formulaic in following the points. Cause you don't have much space to be all super creative there. Like you have barely enough space to hit your main key plot beats. Um, especially mm-hmm. the shorter you go, like maybe for 20,000 words or 15,000 words, you can do a little bit of fun, weird things. And I've done that, but the shorter it gets, the more that you need to hit that climax somewhere. <laughs> you mm-hmm. need that inside incident in there. And so, you know, it, it's okay to, to follow those patterns and then kind of figure out how to spice it up later. You know, don't, as you said, don't overthink it too much. You know, don't, it lets you let go of that, 
need of, am I being super unique enough? I mean, just by you writing this, you're being unique. So just kind of work with telling it in your own voice instead of trying to put extra flourishes in there all the time because you won't have space. Right, right. I hate writing flash fiction and it's really good for me, (laughs) but I hate Uh it, but I hate it because it's good for me. It's like, Mm -hmm. like the kale of fiction. Yes. Okay. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) but that might might get quoted somewhere. (laughs) Well, how do folks that have it in other places know that flash fiction is the kale? Kale of fiction. Not for the reader. For the reader, it's like a truffle. You grab it, you go. Right. But for Mm -hmm. me, like, I just actually did one for Havoc for their sensation anthology. And, mm-hmm. and they asked me to do one that was tied into, you know, a, a series that I'm doing. So same characters. Okay. That's great. But there's a reason that series is a half million words at this point. And I, <laughs> and I've got like a thousand words to work with for this story. And, mm-hmm. and, oh my gosh, I nod off body parts, just trying to drink <laughs> that down. Um, but it was good for me. Okay. Right. And, uh, and I turned mm-hmm. it in and, and I, I don't want to say in any way that Havoc serves Kale. Havoc has good stuff. I just, you know, well, for, and for also, me, it was an effort. Kale, and yes. if you're a fan of Kale, you can have all of it. And that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I'm over. Yeah. Anyway, um, all that to say is, yeah, I do flash fiction sometimes as an assignment for myself uh, because mm-hmm. it is, it is something that, that is good for me to do. So, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then it's over quickly because it's flash fiction. <laughs> that's true. And I do like, again, what you said about that, because I know for authors in particular, um, they're always told, you know, they write these big novels, right? And they say, write something short for an email newsletter magnet. Super easy, right? And, oh, yeah. Just knock I mean, that right I, off. Yeah. Just, just knock it out. You know, just take your brain from thinking about this world on a very big level to thinking about it from a really small level. Let's just do that and see what happens. And I think uh, a number of your suggestions really help here, including the one that says, don't expect your first one to be to be amazing and be okay if it takes you a half dozen drafts to a dozen mm-hmm. drafts to figure out a piece of short fiction for that. That's okay. Kind of ties into something I say, which is like, you know, be excellent, but don't be precious about things. You know, try to do it the best you can, but, you know, let yourself just kind of play with it and have fun and, if it takes you longer to get something out or you have to come at things from a different angle, that that's okay. You know, you're allowed to do that. And recognize that this is a different form and, Mm -hmm. you know, just, just cause you can do dressage does not mean you can do cross country jumping. You know, I, I don't know if that's mm-hmm. the metaphor that works for literally happy. anyone else listening, but um, <laughs> I get it. Those are, those are horse metaphors. People, those are horse those metaphors. Are yes. Kinds of yes. Horse yes. Um, so uh, like if you're a figure skater and a hockey skater, despite, you know, certain Disney movies, those are not immediately going to cross over. Right. You know, yeah. so, mm-hmm. um, so if you, I, I had a point before I got distracted by, figure skating. I just, anyway, expect that it will, it will not feel comfortable in the beginning and Mm -hmm. that's okay. And you know, what's the, oh gosh, what's the famous quote on, you know, if I had more time, I would write you a shorter letter. Yeah. So sometimes people are like, oh, your book is so long. So you must be a really skilled writer. It's like, no, I'm just really (laughs) bad at filtering. Right. And (laughs) frequently, writing shorter is much, much harder. You know, everything I just said about flash fiction, right? So Mm -hmm. if it feels awkward, congratulations, you're normal. It's fine. It doesn't mean that you need to like quit because you're not good at this. It means that you're trying something in a totally different form. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that is legit. And that is legit. And it's okay, especially 
if you're having to do a different form in a way that someone says, oh, just do a short prequel novella thing or short story that irresistibly ties into your book in a marketable way. Ready, set, go. And just whip that off this weekend, right? So you can yeah, in- you know, include it you in can the newsletter totally on Tuesday, <laughs> right? Yeah. If, if this is taking you longer, authors, that is okay. There's nothing wrong with you. Okay, that's a really big ask. <laughs> yes, yeah. Sometimes, you know, if you feel like going, ugh, it's not you, it's just hard. So take extra breaks, eat chocolate or something else, pet a dog and, you know, give yourself a breather. Don't share the chocolate with the dog. Hoard the chocolate. That's Don't, the point. Yeah. It's a lot. You're allowed to be selfish at that point. Yes. Yes. All right. Now, Laura, it's time for you to brag, which I know you're so great at, right? Woo. Yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> I did mention earlier that the water anthology comes out today. So I guess mm-hmm. that's my brag. Um, so it's waters. What is it? Selkie sirens and sea monsters, I think is the mm-hmm. full title. And that is part of the elemental anthology. So it goes through all the earth, air, fire, water collection. Yeah. And all of my stories in that have to do with women using magic in world war two in the UK. So there you go. That's, oh, that's your, so cool. that's your teaser. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, you can, you can grab that. You can find that or any, any of my stuff or my newsletter, which does have short stories for free with it. <laughs> All <of> that <laughs> stuff is at Laura VAB. That's Victor Alpha Bravo.com. Mm-hmm. And the link for that, if you're listening to this on my website, the link for that will be right below um, where you were listening to the show. And if not, you can easily find it by going to ownyouruniquewords.com where all of the podcast episodes are held. And there it is. There's lots of shinies. So make sure that you check out her latest anthology. And it was fantastic having you on the show today, Laura. Thank you for making uh, time on your busy schedule. Oh, thank you. This was ridiculously fun. I didn't get to talk about kale all day until now. So it's great. It's <laughs> going to say kale and ice skating. Like those are some definitely, <laughs> definitely some fun things coming up here. Metaphor. It's what I do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And thanks for hanging out with me, Epic Author. Don't forget to click the subscribe button on Apple, follow on Spotify or other channels, follow Own Your Unique Words on Instagram, and sign up for my email newsletter to get more fun tips and tricks first. Now go forth and be awesome.